Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Hello and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR to receive $20 towards any product purchase. On today's episode, we speak with Andy Wingrave, automation and Airtable enthusiast. Andy's experience comes with over 10 years of digital solutions and problem solving, and apps like Airtable and Zapier have largely informed his work. He is a certified Zapier expert and has even worked with Airtable themselves to develop a use case for the Web Clipper block, which he displays in one of the many bases he's published to the Airtable universe. Andy is often found on the Airtable forums helping others to develop their bases and solve problems. Like many Airtable users, he considers it a fun hobby to design base templates for others to use. He also runs a blog site, Sastronomical, where he's published articles and how-tos on automation. Andy shares a few projects with us today, and it's immediately evident how much care he puts into the organization of his workspaces and bases within. One project of note is his Music Finder base, which shows us how the back end of an app such as Spotify might look if housed with an Airtable. A table of events lists possible interactions one might have with an app, such as a song being played, while a table of event properties shows us what we might want to know about that event, such as the artist or the plan the user playing the song belonged to. Learn more about Andy by checking out the show notes for links. Good afternoon. Hey, Camille, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I wanted to start by saying I love the name Sastronomical, and I want to know if that was your idea. Yeah, it was my idea. Um, I, um, I have this like habit of like picking or trying to like find cool domain names and like never doing anything with them ever. Uh, Sastronomical was one of those things. And, uh, and it just came about because it came about mainly because I was trying to like, so I I just got a new job and I was, uh, I I was going to be away from my girlfriend. So I wanted to like, uh, like create her a card and send her a card uh, like when I was away on the road. And one thing led to another and like, I was like, I've got this domain name, maybe I'll like, maybe I'll create a website and stuff like that. So actually from, from what that, that like domain name that was just sitting there uh, became uh, something that I decided to like turn into a website and then turn into a Squarespace page. Uh, so yes, that's the story of it. Um, and, and it turned into a very nice uh, Valentine's card, which I, I, can, I can show you. I'd be happy to show you um, if, if that's of interest. That is adorable and not what I was expecting. Um, Sastronomical obviously being a pun or a portmanteau or both um, for SAAS, Software as a Service, um, because nowadays um, Sastronomical is um, something that helps people with their Airtable Zapier Integromat um, connections. Sure. Well, so we've got um, Bob Marley playing in the background. I don't know whether you can hear that. 
I can't, and now I'm sad that you mentioned it. I cannot hear it. We're telling you everything will be all right, so uh, don't worry. Um, no, uh, so yes, it is. Uh, I, I've been um, toying with the um, name and how to kind of use that. I think like what's really been interesting, and this is something that I started to learn as I started to talk to some customers was the name itself sounded really grand and people were really worried that like by working with me, like um, they, I was going to just outsource everything and that they weren't really going to be working with me. Um, so I'm like toying with the idea of just going by my own name at the moment. Uh, but either way, like the website's still functional and my, my other website's still functional as well. You but, can't um, get rid of Sastronomical, no. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. We'll see. I think it, like, depends on the market that uh, is out there and, um, and, and stuff. I've got, like, this really bad habit of, of, like, and everybody does it. Everybody in our field does it, I think. Like, has this, like like racked with self-doubt a lot of the time. So like I'll come up with this really good idea or like what I think is a really good idea. And then I'll go, I'll like go a couple of yards with it, a couple of meters with it. And like maybe even, maybe in a kilometer with it. And I'll be like, right, that's a really great idea. Uh, we're going with it, we're running with it. And then at some point I'll be like, no, scrap it. <laughs> I don't like it. And, uh, and then we'll just, we'll see that nothing ever comes of it. So I've got lots of like, lots of side projects, lots of things like that that happen and ultimately become nothing because I've got so much, uh, like just, I get to that point where I'm like, no, I'm sick of this already. Surely everybody else is sick of it and they've not even heard of it. So, uh. I need to get over that. And I'll, I'll take your advice and not kill Sastronomical off then. <laughs> um, so I first saw the name Sastronomical on the Airtable forums actually before I saw the website. And I remember thinking to myself, I didn't, um, my brain didn't quite read it correctly at first. And then when I went back up, I was like, I don't know who this is, but I love it. Um, <laughs> So now I get to record a podcast with you. That's great. Um, so how long have you been in the kind of field of um, database consultancy? That's a great question. So uh, I have spent a lot of time uh, in, my, in my life um, very kind of um, focused on customer success and that kind of stuff as software companies. And I've, I've been really fortunate to work and presently past to work at companies that are just like really um, like doing amazing, really exciting things. But one of the things that I really, um, I was always kind of running with and the thing that, the, that lights a fire in me is, is like solving people's problems, solving like operational problems specifically. Like if you've got a really boring task or you're trying to organize 50 people or like all of that kind of stuff and you're trying to like report on it and, and, and do administrative stuff, like solving those problems is like not only what I think I'm probably good at, uh, or at least I hope I am, um, but like what, what like I get up for in the morning, I'm like, I, like I would... I, I, like at my companies I'd worked for, like I would get up in the morning and like get in early and do this stuff. And then I would work at the weekends and do this stuff. But I could never like forge a path of like, like somebody's going to hire me to just do this cool stuff all day that he really loves. Like it always got to the stage where 
Um, I do the stuff. I do like the I, I like operationalize things and get get things ticking and humming, and everybody would be happy or like grumbly in some cases if people like uh, people don't like change. But in general, um, in general, I've I've always kind of loved that side of it, but never been able to forge a, a job out of it. So that's for that's like why I started posting forums and Zapier because like these are problems that I really love to solve: building complex ba like Airtable bases and understanding the the software behind it. Like I'm really fortunate that I I love working with Zapier and I'm a Zapier expert and I love working with Airtable and I get to, to consult on Airtable's bases and, and figure out those problems. And, and so far I've like found that that's far more entertaining to me than, um, than like playing a video game or something like that, right? Like I could get up in the morning and play, uh, play what's a good video game that I, Fire Emblem, like there's a the kind mm -hmm. of stuff that I like, um, or, I could like help somebody solve a problem and the solving of the helping somebody solve a problem is far more satisfying to me. So in short, I've been doing it about like 10 years, but like only recently started to like, uh, or only in the past year started to, to really ramp up my activity on forums, ramp up my activity, working with customers, um, and, and actually trying to solve the problems like that. Well, that's, that's great. Um, there's a certain amount of joy I feel when I help people out, but I yeah. always do the little problems that can be solved with just, you know, a more experienced knowledge of writing formulas and that kind of stuff and how yeah. um, related records work in your table and all that. But you go the extra mile, of course, um, with your consultancy and helping with more complex problems. And um, you use both Zapier and Integromat, correct? I use Zapier and Tegramat. I'm like kind of uh, um, automation to agnostic. So I really, really love the team at Zapier. So like the community team are lovely, um, like uh, really nice people and, and everybody I've, I've worked with at, um, at Zapier is is really nice. Uh, so like, and, and, and they've got an amazing product and the support team's great. Shout out to Tim in uh, Zapier because he's really, really great. But uh, I also like I've just been working with the with the tool for like five years, so it's it's become what I use. It's become what I'll always like recommend people use. Um, it's really great because you can write code in it, and I know that in a world of of no code, that's like scary to some people. But for me, it's like if you're solving. Like Zapier can do really basic stuff, but it also gives you that power to do really complex stuff. So big fan of Zapier. But also I've been really tinkering with Parabola recently. I'm really interested in it. Um, haven't like got anything to, to like talk about there, but I have been like tinkering and I'm really excited about what they're doing because uh, they're taking that a lot, like a one step further. Tegramat, I love, like I'm a very visual person. So um, like being able to like, manage the bubbles in the way that you can is is really cool um and they've got some like extra air table features that zapier doesn't have um and they're cheaper um but i think like that's because they just don't have that like the length of time in market um yet so such an exciting space and i really like for me the automation part of like automating what I can do and what my what I do in my daily life and like what I what I do for the, 
like my customers and, and my workflows in general are um, are just really exciting to me. So uh, I I plan to, to to be using a lot more of them. But like there's even there's newer players in the market as well, um, and it seems like the space is really starting to become uh, become bigger like much bigger than it has been in the past like five years and um it doesn't feel like it like middleware is boring because that's kind of what it is is middleware Mm -hmm. it just feels like it's a really exciting space so um i love all the tools i it's like choosing your favorite child Uh, i don't (laughs) don't know i've heard it's hard well i i have my clear favorite amongst um the mix but i i recognize the strengths in um, weaknesses of all of them, except for Parabola, because as you mentioned, it is a little bit newer than the other two, and I haven't personally used it. But with all of these different middleware coming out, helping people connect not just Airtable to itself, but Airtable to all these other different um, web apps, how do you feel in the future as you help more and more people with their automation? Do you think that the non-middle um, middleware app side of the equation do you think those will get more flexible in terms of how they approach their connections to other software or do you think they'll kind of leave it up to the middleware to provide those connections it's mm, a really good question um and the reason the reason why i think it's such a hard question to answer is because um like one can't exist without the other and like you can't have like if you're an endpoint if your if your app is is ultimately like a trigger or an action or an input or an output like you you need that you need people to be using that um so it's in your it's in your best interest whatever software you have at some point to integrate with Zapier mm-hmm. at some point to maybe integrate with Integral Map Parabola all of these kind of things and like actually uh, build your build a connection uh, to your to but like using your own API, your public API, or kind of like deeply embedding Zapier into your app. Um, and what's really interesting about that is a lot, or at least I see, like having used Zapier for a long time, is like a lot of companies will get a, like nothing more than a proof of concept. Like they'll get it past beta and they'll launch in the store and it'll be somewhat useful. But like as we've all found i imagine or at least i found every day of my life like those integrations are sometimes really limited right like they only do something and you're kind of like oh but i need it i need to like i need to like get a, a person's like badge number or reference id but i can't get that because like you're only giving me the event type or something like that. Like they're, they're, it's like really limited in what sure. what um companies are giving it but but the funny thing is like i don't feel like that there's a lot of incentive at the moment for those companies to make their app all singing and all dancing in Zapier. Um, and I'm going to like actually shout out one that I found has done that relatively well. And I hope they continue to do that is, is FreshBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not paying me to say that. I wish they were. But the reason why is like, I was trying to use that. I was trying to use their app, their app. Like, and I hate accounting apps. There's zero. There's, there's QuickBooks and they're, they're all big and huge and they, they do accounting stuff. And that's cool. Like they're really nice. Like QuickBooks and zero are amazing apps for what they do. But like accounting isn't something that lights a fire. In most people um, who aren't accountants. Now, what? Like, hmm? <laughs> Really? No. Really? (laughs) 
I don't think so. I've not heard of anybody. If you tell me, if you, if you like, show me a non-accountant who loves accounting software. Or when I find one, I will let you know. Tell, tell them to get in touch. Please. Okay. Um, no, so like FreshBooks, I was like trying to find something and they just did like a really good job of it. Like they have line item support. They have like all of these cool things that, that like make it really functional, right? Like when this updates, send a, send something to Zapier. Like it's, it's just like out of the box. It was magical to use. And that was like huge for me. It was like maybe one of the first modern apps that I've seen just be so like, uh, functional. Now, this all kind of ties back into Airtable because like everything else runs off Airtable in my background. So mm-hmm. like being able to make Airtable work with uh, with other software like that through Zapier was super exciting to me. Um, but to answer your question around about way, like what I found other than like some apps are um, are like companies will just build this kind of proof of concept, put it in the Z- app store and forget about it because they're getting a lot like Zapier is huge. It's got 5 million users. Um, and they're getting a lot of publicity from that. So even if they get a customer from just being listed in the store, it's probably worth it for them just to list in the store. But I don't think that's enough. I think like you need to invest in your in your um, in how you're connecting to Zapier uh, because eventually you can fool your customers once, but like eventually they'll get upset, right? Like it happened mm-hmm. to me with my website provider, who I won't mention. Um, but like for me, I, I heard about my website provider on Zapier and, um, I went in and I was like, Oh man, you can do this and you can do this and you can, ah, it's just great. Sign me up. And I signed up and then I was like, right now it comes to, comes to the point where I get to like do all automation stuff. And it was just a broken mess and it was really upsetting to me. Um, and that's a really bad customer experience. And, um, I think like that's, uh, that's not something you want because ultimately if you're not investing in, in Zapier or investing in any other automation tool, um, like your customers are going to have a bad experience and, and tying this all back to the point we're here is like, this is what, this is what made me go all in on Airtable, like fully just like I was just sold the minute I started using Airtable with Zapier. I was like, this does everything I needed to and more. Um, like sure it, there's some limitations but like those limitations are like when you're pushing the boundaries the the, the ability to get started on Airtable and Zapier at the moment or like even a year and a half ago when I started uh, was just incredible like it helped me build a, a full solution for my entire uh, team at the time um, I mean for, for honestly um, maybe just cut that out uh it, it helped me um it helped it's helped me solve a lot of massive problems um and and it's been really exciting uh to to get to get zapier and airtable connected because once you do you're really seeing the full potential of airtable um and and doing it in a way that's like efficient and like structured and like just what the moment you create your first one for those of who are listening that maybe haven't investigated like a tool like Zapier or Integramat, the moment you like create your first automation based off an Airtable base, based off like based off a field turning to a different value um, at a certain point, like you've you've unlocked something really special, and mm-hmm. uh, that's that's super exciting for me. 
Um, it's exciting to me too. It's exciting <laughs> to me because at the time we are recording this, um, Airtable seems to be pushing a bunch of native features which help with bridging the gap to automation. There's still a very clear need for all the tools like Zapier, Integramat, Parabola. Um, But there's more and more little things that you can accomplish within the app itself. And um, I like that change for Airtable just because the barrier to entry is so low for Airtable as a whole. It's the user-friendly version of a um, relational database um, out there. And it's it's supposed to be the everyman's um, database, or that's how I view it. Um, and so the more little things that you can accomplish, the more room you have for your big picture, your big ticket items, the full automation things that would require um, a third party app. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're totally right. I think like what I'd love to, to know and like it'd be interesting to know if you're able to ever go down this path is like um, I've, I, I've actually got to the stage where like I, I've created products for myself for us for others based on your table and that's kind of the, the functionality of it like it allows creating proof concepts or even proper products at scale i'd love to know like if they ever think about how that would work at at like a product level let's say like you've built something in your table that's really cool do you need to migrate out like right now if you want to productize that you probably you're looking at like you're looking at the ability to be able to create an amazing proof of concept but like still, if you want to bring that to market, you're still going to have to uh, either hire a developer or develop it yourself mm-hmm. like, and push it into like a MySQL uh, database and like give all of your individual customers instances to that database and, and, and that kind of thing, um, which, is, which is kind of like a really huge opportunity, but I don't know like what their roadmap looks like in terms of doing that stuff. It'd be really cool to run products off of your table and like monetize them, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe people are doing that and I don't know, but. Uh, I don't know either. Um, my, <laughs> my zone for um, my perspective on how Airtable is used is um, because I spend so much time in the Airtable forums, um, more centralized around um, it's like small business owners and like people who are hobbyists and just need somewhere to hold all of their data and that kind of stuff. So I don't see the enterprise level customers, if you will. Yeah. Um, but that's the other point. It's used by a lot of different people for a lot of different uses. And because of that, it has to remain flexible. And part of the ways you remain flexible is making yourself available to these third party apps, which help bring in all of these connections from, all of these different web apps that do different things. Like I myself yeah. have no use at all for Salesforce, but many people do. And that's yeah. the whole point of these different types of connections. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sad that no, I'm not going to say it. Move on. <laughs> Are you going to talk more smack about accounts? I'm going to talk more smack about apps. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. If you won't do it, I won't do it. <laughs> So do you want to jump into the base you want to share with us today? So this uh, is um, a screen. This is actually my live one, so I won't, I won't go too far to the right. But here you'll see. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to give you the background to this. Um, and the, the reason why I wanted to share it was basically to like, show how I accidentally created a product that saved me money. Now that's a headline, right? Like, I wish actually... I could accidentally create a product like, that would exactly. save me money. That's like a YouTube clickbait <laughs> title, right? 
Well, save money accidentally. No, I don't know. Like, there's like a hundred titles you could use, but this actually genuinely did save me money accidentally. And it was like, it's, it's a product that doesn't exist. I feel like it should. Um, if somebody comes up with this product, <clears throat> then uh, like we've got the recording date. I can be like, yeah, I created that. Um, I don't want to create. I don't want to create the product. But um, if somebody's interested in developing the idea, I'm super keen on it because it really did save me money. And that's what you want products to do. You want products to save you time or save you money or like give you some happiness, probably, and like a few other things maybe. Um, but saving time and money are really good like examples of good products. So I was bumbling about, and about two years ago, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago actually, uh, and. I would, I remember Christmas time, actually, this is a really, like, an honest to God story. Um, I, it was Christmas time, and I was, like, uh, going to the shops, and this, this is a terrible story, <laughs> going to the shops, <clears throat> and I have a Creative Cloud license, I forgot all about it, but I needed to buy some presents for my girlfriend, mm-hmm. going to the shops, and on the train, I was like, right, got 500 pounds, and um, I'll buy her like a jacket. She really wanted a jacket at the time and, and stuff like that. And anyway, got off the train and got a message from uh, I got my emails. It was like, uh, your Creative Cloud license has just renewed, uh, and that'll be 500 pounds or whatever it was, right? I was like, oh, so I've literally got no money to buy my girlfriend a Christmas present because of my inability to manage my time and my life and know when my subscriptions are coming up. So what I did was, like, two months later, after I apologized and bought something modest um, and, uh, and, uh, and got something nice at my next pay date, I decided to just shove everything that I, everything that I own into... Uh, like everything that I pay monthly, everything that I bought ever, licenses, everything into this subscription, uh, Airtable base that allows me to um, to like categorize things. So like upcoming mandatory renewals, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. But like basically I categorize things on a star level. So like the priority, I, as you can see, uh, bartender is not a priority for me, uh, but keyboard maestro is like just above that these are all little productivity tools that i bought but luckily that's a lifetime license and that's the lifetime license so these are all just things that i bought i hope there's nothing embarrassing in here i'm i'm i i i, I don't think there is <laughs> but like this is just um but like here's the thing like alpha is like super high priority like even though i've got a lifetime license and i bought my lifetime license three times from alfred because like there's no such thing as a lifetime license is a is a fallacy. If you ever think you're buying a lifetime license to something you're not, they're just going to come back in three years and ask you for more money. Um, but Alfred is worth it. Uh, they can keep coming back and asking me for more money because they saved me so much time. Um, and that's another productivity tool that I'm, I'm really very keen on. But anyway, here's the base. And um, how this accidentally uh, um, saved me money was that I created a zap off of this and the zap was really simple. It was just like uh, when something, when like the expiry uh, date, so like when there was a view, so like, yeah, this upcoming not mandatory renewals. So there, there's filter where, and it's, and the, the key reason it says non-mandatory is like if it's less than four stars, right? Or four stars or less, because if it's five stars, I'm going to renew it anyway. I'll probably be aware it's coming out. And if it does come out, it needs to come out because it runs my life or it's really important. But if it's less than four stars, I might want to think about it. 
now. Uh, fast forward six months into my life after I built this, after I created the Zap. The Zap just said, when something comes into this view, send me a text message. Um, uh, like, and this is when it's expiring next month. And it sent me a text message. And I had an app, which I won't name, um, coming up for renewal that I really just hadn't used in about a year. Mm-hmm. Got a text message and was like, oh my God, I need to cancel that subscription right now. So instead of it auto-renewing, I was able to come in and cancel that renewal straight away, uh, saving me 110 pounds or something, whatever it was. And, um, and that's how, that's the story of how I accidentally saved money with Airbase, uh, Airtable, Air um, and, uh, and this, this base here. And, um, and yeah, it's still saving me money. Every, every month I'm getting a text message of like, what's coming in, the, the, the subscriptions I don't want to renew. Uh, because we we have so many in this in 2020 we have so many subscriptions right like yeah there are just 32 of my active ones um and like when i like when i met my girlfriend i, I was a tinder premium subscriber it paid off um but i uh i was but i didn't need that any longer i didn't need it to, certainly didn't didn't need it to auto renew as soon as um, i found somebody i wanted to spend a lot more time with and Again, I got a text message to just say, hey, probably don't need your Tinder premium or gold or, or account anymore. Uh, go in and cancel it. And it, it's just saved me a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think uh, that, that it's a, a good, good, good wee accidental product I created. Yeah, um, I wish I had done this before. It's happened to me a couple times um, with services that you only pay once a year um and it's never i always tend to sign up for services on the most random day possible in the middle of the year with absolutely no connection to when i actually would need that service so i'll get um my bank statement the following month and i'll just be like oh yeah that's right i have this thing i use maybe twice in the year and don't particularly need so something like this would be very useful Um, so you have a field for a a status, um, called active. So do you keep the ones that you no longer, um, use? I see that you do. Uh, They're in in no, but they're the, probably the embarrassing ones. Let me, okay. You don't have to show us. See what I've got in here in the no section. All right. We can show you this. So this is the no section. So these are the Mm -hmm. non-active ones. Um, but what you can see is like, online dating, mm-hmm. uh, online dating, uh, online dating. So you can see that I was a prolific online dater about two or three years ago. And, um, and at the more like, uh, I'm very fortunate to have met somebody through that, but ton of subscriptions that you probably don't need anymore after you, uh, after you get to that stage. So yeah, I do keep them and they're just in there as a reminder for things that, uh, I might, um, I'm not, might not was, there's like also bills in here as well so like uh, mm-hmm. here's like an old electricity su- supplier but like here's the other benefit like this is so many benefits in that like how many times or like in your life have you like had like an old admin thing that you're like oh i need to find a number for that like my old gas supplier like mm-hmm. i don't know what it was but they ever came knocking and were like you owe us a hundred quid or whatever i could be like oh like it's that account this is my number i don't need to like waste a bunch of time on the phone sure. like, or trying to find paperwork it's got all of that in here so it's super useful for me yeah that's actually great um i 
this is kind of related. I remember I bought my dad um, some software and we couldn't find the box. So we could, we didn't have the activation code anywhere. And yeah. um, it would have been nice to, to have somewhere to put it um, where he would never be able to find it. But I would if I yeah. had some place to put it. And I'm amazed I don't have an air table for this kind of stuff. Do it. It'll change your life. Well, it yeah. Of and all like, the people to feel- not have an air table. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to have something very similar to this um, sometime soon to keep the track funny of all thing the stuff. Is, air cable's not in here, I don't think, which is hilarious. Uh, and that's only because I have recommended Airtable to so many people. I think I've got, like, probably at this stage, if, if it's only me using my base, or my, my uh, workspace, I think I've probably got around four to five years of just credits for Airtable <laughs> from like recommending it to people. I'm like, I mean, I honestly just like, I've never come, maybe, maybe it's because I've worked with so much bad software. I've worked with a lot of really bad software. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, this has helped me solve so many problems uh, across so many different like uh, types of uh, types of situations that, and it just looks so good. It feels so good. It works. I'm just so like excited by it. And like, and I'm I'm now I've now been using it a year and a half, and and um, I've never been that excited about software before. And I think that's an incredible thing for Airtable to 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 have is like to to have these created this thing that's like solving problems, saving people time. People like love using it, I think, or maybe it's just me, but I think people do just love using it. Well, I would hope they love using it. We've <laughs> made an entire podcast around, around exactly it. right. Um, yeah, so just something that came to mind is, um, I feel like a base like this would also help in a little bit of help tracking your goals because sometimes you subscribe mm. to a particular service because you have a particular goal in mind, and once you're you've accomplished that goal, you don't need that service anymore. And being able to change the status um, from active yes to active no, I think you might get a little bit of, yeah, I did it. It's done. Yeah. Don't need yeah. it anymore. You do. You're right. It's like that little dopamine hit that mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, you're out of my life. Yeah. Exactly. I get um, all of my dopamine from Airtable. Um, <laughs> so this was great. Um, I love it. Um, I just want to ask about, um, you have a field called um, period, and I see that it's a link to another table. Is there any reason you chose to do that as opposed to like a single select? Good question. Yes. Uh, so I guess like one is like just for grouping, uh, grouping um, sure. the, the different like records uh, to like know what I've got lifetime, but also like just to even like have a view on like what, what my monthly ones are. Um, but then also like it allowed me to do a few things. Uh, maybe it didn't, maybe like uh, what did it allow me to do that? I, I guess I think it's like more just for grouping um, purposes like I, do you know what? I probably could have got away without having period being another table, um, but in this circumstance, I made the the aesthetic choice to do it. I think it, like it's primarily aesthetic um, at this stage. Quite okay. Honestly. Um, I'm sure there's a, a few different ways you could work about it. Um, there's just extra data associated with 
link fields and there are single selects. So I'm sure if you wanted to do something super crazy in the future with this, you could because of the way you've set it up. I was just curious. Well, I guess like the way that I had it before, like at least the way that I envisaged it was like uh, a monthly would allow me to like um, have like the, the number of like, days they would renew and then be able to run calculations off of that like so i can actually build this into a proper budget for myself so like i can start to bring those out into like uh what's my monthly expenditure what's my like annual expenditure Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and break it down into that uh granularity i haven't got that advanced yet or i haven't like had enough time i mean i think the beauty of of it was was just the fact that it was so I didn't need to do an awful lot to uh, to to create it. Like all I needed to do was just go like through my emails and and add all the stuff in. Um, and then like whenever I've got a new um, a new subscription, I just add it in um, using uh, Airtable's Web Clipper. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've how I've managed it. But I just it's been really useful for what it is. But I haven't built it. M- m- like much further on than um, than just that basic functionality. And that's okay because sometimes you don't need something that has a thousand bells and whistles. Exactly. Well, I think, um, I think like I have this, this problem of like always trying to do everything and boil the ocean instead of like taking things slowly. And this is maybe one of my most successful uh, personal projects that like I just did, did a small chunk and maybe I'll add a small chunk if I've got any use for that for it in the future but like I got it functional like having functionality immediately is far better than trying to be like I need to create a productivity suite of like mm-hmm. everything to do with my subscriptions like just having that data in there and running a quick automation off it like saved me a hundred quid which is uh and probably even more so since then so uh i think yeah creating a quick proof of concept is is sometimes just enough yeah um it's important not to upsell yourself um and constantly trying to get you you know too stuck in the weeds the more you focus on the the knit and grit of things that might not be super important for this particular project the less time you have to spend on the actual project itself exactly yeah you could have said it better myself. Yay. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Um, this was great. Um, I love that we mentioned Alfred. This is a side, um, yeah. you know, side big, observation. Big yeah, I love Alfred. It's you know, I can tell you my, be- my best Alfred one is like, I don't know whether you do any web design or web development or, or like- I used to. Did... Well, like, so how often do you need like Laura Mipsum text, right? That, like- Are you- and... Can it do that? that? Yeah, and then you're just like, there you go, Laura Mipsum. And that's like, it'll immediately kind of populate your clipboard. And You and don't understand. <laughs> I love yeah. this app so much. It's beautiful and it's perfect. Um, Very good. Thank you so much for um, being on this podcast. Um, listeners, now is an excellent time to check all of your subscriptions um, and make sure that you aren't paying for something that you don't use anymore. Am I correct in saying this is on the Airtable universe or a version is, of it? It is on the Airtable universe. You can go mm-hmm. find it. I think it's under Andy Wingrave, um, not Sastronomical. So it's my most popular one. I had other ones in there, but I've like got rid of some um, recently. But this one's been downloaded quite a lot, right? Like 99 times, which is not a huge amount, but 
Um, yes, yeah, so you can find it under there. Uh, and I guess like if you've got, I can send you this link and, and you yeah, can we'll put it, it in um, the description. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that was, I hope I can save you money. If I have saved you any money, then I'm really happy about that. Like I, I mean, you don't need to tell me or anything, but you, like if it does end up saving you money or you need the zap for it, I can maybe share the zap for it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you can put it together so like you can add your subscriptions in and create a little zap for you and then uh and you've done it all that's all you need to do just wait wait for the text message of like hey do you really need that eHarmony uh subscription that you bought two years ago i really love the idea of something working for you just kind of in the background where you don't even have to think about it you set it up and then it's just you know ready and waiting to do what it is that it needs to do exactly so yeah we'll put um a link to this um, on the Airtable universe in the description of this video. Again, thank you so much for joining us um, and I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Camille. Thank you uh, very much for having me and it's been really fun talking to you. So I appreciate it. No problem.